Hey everybody, this is Dino with Hot Podcast. We got a special episode today. Today we're speaking with Damien Maffei. He was the gentleman that was the man in the mask from the Strangers Pray at Night film. He's got a new movie out coming in September called Haunt, produced by Eli Roth and written by the team that did A Quiet Place. Um, we sit down, we talk about horror movies, we talk about his life in Long Island, going to Nassau Community College, where I happen to go to college as well, and saw him in a couple of productions. Who knew? But, this episode, just a brief warning, it's, the language is a little saltier than you're used to hearing on her podcast. I didn't want to edit it. I wanted to keep the integrity intact. It's nothing ear-burning. Um, I just wanted to warn you. It's just a little more than you're used to hearing on here. So sit back. Enjoy. Be decent to each other. We love you. Peace. What? Okay, everybody. Uh, this is Dino. I have uh, Damien Maffei, uh with me today. And people probably know Damien from uh, Strangers Pray at Night as the uh, man in the mask. How, how you been doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, yeah, no, no major complaints. Ah, fantastic. And uh, just quick, uh, I know you, you have a new film coming out in September. I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring that up from the offshoot. Sure. Um, and this is, uh, what, produced by Eli Roth, right? Yeah. And by the uh, writers of uh, A Quiet Place. Yep. And and you are playing a, uh, a devil, or a character dressed as a devil, and that's pretty much all I know. And that's yeah, that's all you need to know. All I need to know for now. and all anyone needs to know to run out and go see the movie. That's it. Um, okay, before we go anywhere with this, because this can go, this is kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure thing. This interview, this phone call could be over in two seconds or an hour, depending on the answer to this question right here. All right. Um, I know that naturally you're a horror fan uh i know you have an appreciation for friday the 13th um and specifically part two yes as as do i (laughs) okay my question is and you can only give me one answer who played jason in friday 13th part two yes uh steve dash okay that's what i wanted to hear Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you don't you don't mean that other guy? Uh, I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, the guy that bumped his headphone through a window, that guy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's got yeah. problems, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I I just you know Steve Dash, God bless him. Uh. And that, and that's yeah that's where I came from there. Uh. So, all right, let's see it from the beginning. I mean, uh, 
you're born in Queens, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, Maspeth, Queens. And uh, then you, uh, young age, went out to Long Island? Uh, yeah, um, that was about four, four and a half. Yeah, that that's where I'm from, Long Island. Um, oh, is that right? Yeah, I'm I'm from over by uh, like Valley Stream. Okay. Uh, Limburg, oh. um, uh, town called Malvern. Sure, sure. It's Seventeen South of uh, Southern State. Yeah, we uh, we moved to Levittown. Okay, yeah, my my cousin uh, lived in Levittown. He went to uh, Island Trees. Okay. Yeah. One of those people. Yeah. yeah. Island trees. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you and I actually went to the same college, uh, Nassau Community College. Yeah, I spent a lot of time there. Yeah, yeah. Doing nothing. Go ahead. Not not doing schoolwork, though. No, no. Me neither. <laughs> and I'm, I think I'm about three years older than you, but it took me the six. Six years to finally get my uh, associate's degree. <laughs> so well, you so, got it though. I mean, yeah, that's... I did. And uh, so we we probably overlap. We definitely overlap there, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I I, I I took a lot of film classes over there, film appreciation, documentary classes, and and all that. Um, I I didn't even know they had them there. Yeah, it wasn't, it was, uh, at first I went, I was a uh, mortuary science major. Um, right, right. I, that I knew they had there. Yeah. Because I knew someone that went there uh, to become a mortician. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I did that, and then uh, then when I, I went back, and I, I got my degree, and then I went back and then went for communication. Uh, and then just took a bunch of film classes and children's lit and stuff like that. And, uh, but yeah, a lot of fun, you know. That's why it took me six years to get my degree, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging out in the quad, you know. I, I was the 300-pound guy trying to play hacky sack, you know. But, oh, I, I remember <laughs> you, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and, and I uh, I took a few of those theater classes there. I, I wasn't involved in any of those productions, but I saw a few. Um, you probably saw me. Uh, there was one I remember with. Uh, I know it had like Trotsky with uh, X in his head. Um, uh, all uh, all in the timing. Yes, and it had the Philip Glass. Uh, yeah, I was in that. Yeah, okay. With uh, my best friend, Brian, who had the axe in his head. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was funny. I liked that one. Yeah, uh, that was a good play. I, I was in the first one with the bell. Okay. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I was in uh, – <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. That was a guest director uh, came to school and did that one. Oh. Okay, and then I think the same year uh, – is that the same year they did the uh, Neil Simon play? Uh, which one? Oh, uh, the one about the uh, 
the writers. Uh, uh, yeah, Laughter on the 23rd Floor. Yes. Yeah, I was in that, too. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, saw that one. I was the best part of that. I mean, certainly if you saw that, you left thinking about me. Did I? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I was pretty funny in that. That was one of my first shows there. That that was probably my uh, probably my second show or something there. Maybe I don't know. I did a lot of shows there. Wow, cool, cool, cool. I still hold the record for most shows done there because oh. I wasn't doing any schoolwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was just doing shows. So I probably did about twenty five there. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> that is a small world. Uh, yeah, so what what got you into you know acting in general? I mean, was it something that you wanted to do from a little kid, or something that kind of developed along the way? Uh, well, you know, I mean. I was always a fan of, um, you know, movies <clears throat> and theater, mm-hmm. um, just watching them. Uh, my my mother was a big fan of, of both those things, so you know, I, and she was pretty open to watching anything. So I, I'd watch a lot of stuff with her, and um, she knew a lot about <laughs> the actors, the older actors. So even when I, I grew up a little bit and started watching horror movies, you know, a, a lot of the um, even some some really bad ones, you know, oftentimes they would have, you know, veteran actors who, you know, kind of at the end of their career picking up a paycheck or whatever. Mm-hmm. They, they'd wind up in there and she would always know who they were and, and would tell me about them. And, and oftentimes I'd, I'd want to see more of what they did. So, uh, yeah, and I, I would always kind of place myself in the movies you know want to be in there i haven't really thought about acting yet i just knew that i I wanted to be in there and then it wasn't until you know uh probably high school uh i took an acting class i don't know why but um i think i probably intended to just sit in the back um but i mean i was you know i was always a good reader an avid reader and and you know could always make sense of of things I was reading quickly. And, and, and that's a, a good thing for someone, you know, reading a script off, you know, from the get go is, is being able to make sense of things. And, uh, when you take that, when, when I was taking that acting class that first year, uh, you had to audition for the school musical. So I did, and that was Annie. And I got a very small role in it. And I didn't do it. Uh-huh. Uh, I was playing baseball, I think. Um, so I, I, I didn't do it. Uh, but then the next year, I, I, you know, I took the second level of whatever that acting class was, and I had to audition again. And that year it was Little Shop of Horrors, and they cast me as the voice of Audrey II, the plant. Right. And uh, I did it. Mm-hmm. And it was great. I mean, all I did was an impression of Levi Stubbs from the movie, but 
it was a lot of fun. And I still wasn't on stage. I, I did the, the voice from the orchestra pit. But that changed everything there. That, um, that you know, just kind of that thrill. And I, I knew I had some kind of talent for it. And, um, you know, still really wasn't acting. It was more of an impression. And, you know, right. I read the lines better than, than most high school kids. So... But, I mean, I was in there, man. I, you know, I wanted to do that. And then, you know, I went on to do uh, the rest of the shows throughout my years in high school. Um, I, last year, I played, uh, you know, Tevian, the Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was great. And uh, from there, I, I mean, my grades in school were, you know, crap. Mm-hmm. So... Now, so community college was was all I was going to do yeah. um, and could afford. And I went there not knowing what to expect, but the, the acting program at NASA Community College is, is uh, fantastic. Yeah. The chairperson there, who, who is still the chairperson, is uh, Victor Abravaya. And uh, I auditioned for a play there, and he was the director, and I got cast. Uh, and I thought, you know, I was hot shit. And, uh, I mean, he's just brilliant. So, I mean, he really... I didn't know anything. I, the raw skills were there, but right. and he really took me for a ride there. And that, that was a serious, deep, you know, tough play uh, to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I remember I come home from every rehearsal and I was like, you know, I'd be like pale and, and kind of like dizzy from, from all the work, like the acting, you know, the, 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 the work that he was trying to get me to, you know, be real, you know, do it truthfully. So it was, right. it was an incredible experience. And that, that I made it through that because every day I wanted to quit. I was right. like, I, what is this bullshit? This doesn't look like how they make it look in, in the movies and whatever else, you know, this is, this is a lot of work. Yeah. What the hell is this? But, uh, yeah, I mean, I stuck it out. I don't think I was particularly great in that play because I was still kind of figuring it out, but, I went on to do some very good stuff there. Legitimately good work at that college. And then from there, I went to uh, William Esper Studio in Manhattan. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's you know, that's a serious school. And uh, I did some good work there, too. Okay. Yeah. So then how did you – how did you go from stage – to like film uh i mean you know i mean what was it you're an actor you're just trying to do whatever work you can i mean i love the stage um it's still to me the most you know the 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 most gratifying place to do work as an actor Mm -hmm. uh, is on the stage um yeah, I mean, uh, uh, honestly, the internet. Um, when I was, uh, it was probably like 2000 or something. It was like, whatever it was, it was like I was hanging out in an AOL horror chat. Uh-huh. <laughs> AOL used to have chat rooms. That was when we went to, you know, sleaze around and talk to people. Yeah. Um, but like I met mutual horror fans and, and, and um, 
you know, some some people were starting out in the business too. So you know, we, we just like talk and you know, and there was one effects guy, Marcus Cook, <clears throat> and uh, he was like, "I'm coming to New York." I was hired on to this ger- splatter, this German splatter director's first American movie, and uh, it's called Nikos the Impaler. And I was like, oh, my God, I got to get into that. And I was still in acting school. I was like, I got to get into that. And uh, he was like, I'll, 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 you know, throw your name in there. Uh, and he came back and there was like, yeah, they want you to play a cop. And that really should be your first clue is when, you know, they just cast you based on someone like an effects guy's suggestion. Uh-huh. But so I showed up the day they, they, um, they asked me to. And uh, <laughs> they gave me this blue kind of work shirt, and they stapled a, a, a NYPD <laughs> a paper paper badge to my, my sleeve, and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm in that movie, Nikos the Impaler, with uh, Felissa from uh, Sleepaway Camp. Okay, yeah. Uh, Rose, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, um. It's, I mean, Phyllis and I, you know, we, we, uh, I, I could take a, a touring show. I could tour the world talking about Nikos. Like I could do a one man show talking about that movie. <laughs> Jump in for two minutes, but I was on set for, for quite a few days and it's, um, it's a disaster, but, uh, that was my first movie, I think. Um, I think they were supposed to give me 50 bucks, but I, I never got paid. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, that was it. And um, I mean, that's how I thought movies worked, I guess. And, and uh, yeah, you know, you just, you, you, you audition for whatever. Like, uh, oh, I'm, I'm, in my head, I'm right for this part. You see a casting call, you audition for it. Now, me, um, uh, so a mutual friend's uh, friend was directing a movie in upstate New York. They were from California, but they were going to shoot in upstate New York, a movie called Ghost Lake, or I don't remember what it was called when we were filming it. Mm-hmm. But uh, that same effects guy from Nikos, he was doing the effects on that movie. So, like, I knew two people involved or, or that had connections to that movie. And I was like, I, I want in on this movie. And um, so – I contacted the director and I was like, yeah, let me audition. Then he sent me the, the, the scenes for parts he was casting and I uh, videotaped them with my mother reading the other parts. And um, yes, so I recorded them and, and I put the tape in the mail, the tape, and uh, I mailed it off to him and I didn't hear back for a while. And then I, I emailed him. So you got to send the tape off, but then you can email him. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I got your video. You know, I, I like this and that. But he, like, there was no commitment. I didn't get the part. He was like, I, I don't know. I, I didn't really know what he was doing. Um, so I didn't hear back. And then my friend there, the effects guy, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm coming into New York City. And I'm going to take a bus from New York City to Rushford, New York, which is a seven-hour bus trip. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. So 
like I was like, I'm just going to go with you. I'm just going to show up on this movie and kind of try to force myself in there. So I did. Like I just showed up in nowhere upstate New York and I was like, surprise. (laughs) And then like I had to audition again (laughs) uh, against like locals from upstate New York. And I like, I just got the part. I just managed it. And then I was there for the whole shoot and I wound up like, running sound at one point and helping him with effects and, wow. and uh, like everything I was doing everything, but direct and hold the camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, anytime like a spooky hand need to be in there, like you do my hand up. So, I mean, I, I, you know, I did it. Oh, and I, I shot all the behind the scenes footage. Uh, anyway, that's a movie called ghost Lake, And then that, uh, because I did like so much on that movie. Um, that director went on to do a movie called Close for the Season about two years later or a couple mm-hmm. of years later. And he uh, offered me the male lead in that. Um, so it was a little more money mm-hmm. and a really cool location in this abandoned amusement park right. um, in Ohio. So I went to do that movie. And, uh, you know, they paid me and stuff. And it was an interesting script. But the the line producer on that movie, his, it was his first producing job. Uh, was this guy John Wagner, uh, who I immediately kind of hit it off with, like in, in the middle of this abandoned amusement park in Ohio, and we got along and we became you know good friends. And John went on to you know he would produce things like Bone Tomahawk, Starry Eyes, mm-hmm. uh, Strangers Pray at Night, and Haunt. Okay. So that's the story of my life there. Okay. And that's then, how I wound up where I wound up. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Like I have a friend of mine that does effects. And he ended up falling in with uh, like the view of skew. You know, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. That whole thing. Yeah. And he, you know, went in there as, you know, hey, I'm in. I'm an effects guy, and he's like, well, I don't need an effects guy. He goes, oh, okay, well, I do storyboards. He's like, oh, you do storyboards. So he ended up doing some effects, doing some storyboards, getting a a small role in uh, their film, uh, Vulgar. Um, Yeah. And just kind of following with them, and now he's got his own, you know, workshop you know effects workshop and stuff like that so yeah you just kind of like fell in with everything and became a jack of all trades well, you know well. that's how they used to do it back in the day is just yeah. kind of force yourself in there i mean if you have the talent you keep you keep pushing yourself you know you don't be a dick about it but but right. you know you just keep trying to you show that you're you're hungry there you know maybe maybe something happens right 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 so, yeah, so like you said, then you got in with Strangers Pray at Night, which, I'm going to be honest, the first movie, I respected, but I wasn't really a fan of it, because I guess as a guy, it kind of insulted me. Uh, not that I should have been, but I was kind of being a dick, you know. Mr. You know, Machismo, oh, this guy made a stupid decision, blah, 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 blah. So the movie pissed me off because of the 
piss poor decisions that I'm sure I wouldn't have made if uh, I was in that situation that I've never been a part of and have no way of knowing what I would do. You know what I'm sure. saying? <laughs> of course. So, you know, because I, I was uh, talking with someone, they said, well, you know, who would you be in a horror movie? I said, honestly, I'm that idiot that would go and investigate a strange noise holding a wiffle ball back. I'm that yeah. fool, you know, because I've done it, you know. What's that sound? I don't know. When I grab the first thing and it ends up being like a toilet paper roll or something like that. You know, like, I mean, you, know. Don't, you don't know you're in a horror movie. I mean, no. you, you know, something's happening outside your house. Yep. You know? You don't, you know, you don't know that there, I mean, you know, to write, you know, there's no werewolves or uh, space clowns or whatever the hell. So, yeah, you know, I always send the dog out first. <laughs> yeah. So when I found out they were doing Strangers Pray at Night, my first thing was, oh, there's a sequel to a film I never asked for. Um, yeah. And then... I don't know, it showed up on, uh, I, I waited, you know, I, I, I heard good things about it. And then I heard, well, if you're a slasher fan, you'll like it. I'm like, well, the first movie was more home invasion. They said, no, if yet. So it ended up on Amazon Prime, and I watched it, and it blew me away. I was like, holy crap, you know, this one I really like. You know, I, I love the whole stalker thing. And, and I also lived for a while in a uh, a trailer park in Florida. Okay. So I know how eerie those damn places can be at, you know, 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> you know, when you're walking through and, you know, in the middle of, of the summer because, you know, everyone goes back up north. Yeah. Except for the, you know, four or five people that stay there yeah so when you know when that came out I was like, oh man yeah I, I can totally picture all this really happening <laughs> but yeah so and I the one thing to me that stands out is uh with the father when when you kill the dad yeah I mean just the shot and everything, you know, he's in the car, and, you know, you're in the background, you know, just looking, and all of a sudden, you just go and disappear. Yeah. Behind yeah. the house, and then show up, you know, at the at the passenger side door. That but that's, that's the scene that stood out to me when I read it. Um, it's when it, it was first brought up to me uh, about possibly playing the man in the mask. You know, I, I thought uh, that would be cool for someone, yeah. uh, you know. Uh, I was like, you know, I, I'm an actor. Uh, I mean, I don't want to just stand in the background. Mm -hmm. and, you know, you know, I'll be like, and watch other people acting, you know. Right. But uh, they sent me the script anyway, and, and I read it, and I got to that scene, and I was like, well, I mean... It's still not acting, but this is kind of cool. Uh, I really like that scene. I like that the potential for maybe, you know, kind of creating a little, you know, a, kind of a harrowing moment there. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I, I got to do this. Yeah. I mean, 
it's like the little things I pick up on 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 scenes or performances, like when you're sitting in the car, you know, and, and you go and you turn up the radio, and yeah. you kind of you you look at the father and kind of you know, and, and there's like a moment where the eyes meet, and it's just like, damn, I I feel that tension right there. Yeah, I mean that that's you know. It's an awesome one. And, uh, yeah, this is a good one. You know, that was uh, that was the first thing I shot on that movie. Oh, really? And uh, you know, it was just me meeting Martin there for the first time. But he was um, he was great. You know, he was just like, give it to me, whatever you got. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a good experience. Yeah, it was fun. The movie was just fun to do. Yeah. So um. Now, I got a question about about. Do you write your own in your mind? Do you have a backstory for the man in the mask, or no. you you just show up and and are in the moment the best you know the best you can. Uh, I mean. You know, it, it was talked about, you know, briefly between me and, you know, a couple of the people on set who uh, were fans of it or who, who were curious. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, I mean, I can come up with all the backstory I want. You know, someone's going to write a sequel and it'll be, like, it'll be you know, gone. Um, uh, you know, uh, the, the, it doesn't require that story. It requires, you know, like what, what are these, what's driving these, these characters to, to do what they do, you know, or not, you know, what, what the hell are they up to? Right. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you think about, you know, their everyday lives, do they have a family, do they work in an office, do they work in fast food, you know, um, think about that kind of stuff, but I, I don't know, maybe it's probably bad acting to not have come up with a whole backstory for them, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's just a waste of energy okay. for that, uh, you know, um for me, you know, reading the script there, <clears throat> these people show up. It's probably the weekend. This is probably probably their their uh, blowing off steam. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is their, their their game that they play, and uh, that's what they do. They play for their food. They find their targets. You know, they they go out hunting and they they but you know they like to draw it out and, and play around, and that's what he does in the car with the father. You know, just kind of playing with the food and, and, and right. just, you know, reveling in it. Um, but then the tables get turned on them. Uh, you, you know, they, 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 the game gets fucked up yeah. at the, the pool. Um, so, you know, and there the man in the mask, you know, loses it. He, 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 uh, he steps out of his, his character. Mm-hmm. You know, and he just he, he loses it there. Um, 
and he briefly regains his uh, his composure and goes back into it. But that's that's the the game changer there is uh, is the pool. But no, I mean uh, you know I, I I didn't come up with okay. a back. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. And maybe you know you get another you know, another another guy in there um, who will spend a whole lot of time coming up with backstory. I don't think it would have you know it would have made a difference. Wouldn't show up on screen. Might help them. Right. Maybe. I don't know. Right. No. Yeah. I mean, I think he definitely loses it because, I mean, he leaves Luke alive. I yeah. Mean, he has, yeah. I mean, you, you would think someone who is planning all this out, you know, so methodically would have made sure his kill w- was dead. Um, you know, there's, My there's, boy. um... What the hell were you thinking? There, there, yeah. <laughs> there's a bunch of reasons why he leaves him alive in the pool, or, or there's a bunch of, uh... You can call reasons or excuses, wherever you want. Uh, I mean, Luke would have died in there as uh, as Kinsey not pull him out. Right. Right. So, you know, maybe the man mask is like Dollface is taking care of Kinsey. You know, I got this guy. Um, or you know, it's just part of the game. Like you know, stick this pig, let him float in the water for a little while. If he dies in here. Okay, if he gets out, you know, I'll get him. I'll get him later. Yeah, you know, play of time. <laughs> All right. Now, okay. Um, going uh, back to your your loves. I know you said your your mom kind of was a big you know influence on you as far as your love of film. Yeah. Um. Now you grew up. With horror as a as a kid, um, uh, I mean I, I I you know would uh, I mean my mother was a fan of of the genre or or you know uh, classics of the genre. Right. You know I, I definitely saw Alien, um, probably way too young. Yeah. Uh, she was watching The Exorcist once, and uh, I was kind of like sneaking there watching it. Um, yeah, but I don't know for whatever reason, I, 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 I it was a, it was a, it was a genre that appealed to me. So yeah, I'd sneak downstairs in the middle of the night, one, two in the morning, and watch any horror movie that was on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you know, I would try to get them to rent movies for me at the video store. And then eventually I rent my own movies at the video store. Even though I was only, you know, 13 or whatever. Yeah. See, that was kind of the way it was with me. My mom was, wasn't was a horror movie fan, but she read everything by Stephen King. Yeah. Uh, my parents were divorced, and we didn't have cable at my mom's house, but my dad did. Huh. And... You know, my dad, you know, it was the weekend, you know, so my dad would take us to go see everything. Yeah. Um, my dad, back in 78, took us to see Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And that That's movie That's threw a, me crazy. up as a little kid. I, I I was afraid to go to sleep. 
because I knew I'd be replicated, you know? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then in uh, 82, he took us uh, to see the thing. Oh. And, I mean, at that point, I was, what, eight? So, yeah. Good movie for an eight-year-old. Yeah, I saw that. (laughs) Definitely a little too young in that kind of... So how old were you when you saw Invasion of the Body Snatchers? You were... um... You must have been boring. You must have been bored out of your mind. I I think I napped during most of it, and but when I woke up, it was like when the people were getting you know replicated, you know, when they were falling asleep. And I mean, my I, my parents uh, didn't w- would take me to the movies, you know, instead of getting a babysitter. Uh, they're big fans of the movie. So I went to the theater with them to see everything. I feel like for for a couple of years there, they assumed I wasn't paying attention. Mm-hmm. You know, just give me popcorn and candy and soda. Uh, but, I mean, I was paying attention to everything. So I saw Full, full Metal Jacket, um, you know, and whatever else. I remember they took me to see Chariots of Fire, which is like, what a boring pot. <laughs> I mean, even now, today, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. How did I – what a great kid I must have been to sit through this movie. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they took me to stuff mm. like that. Uh, you know, like The Shining, The Drive-In, I think. Uh, I didn't get to see the thing, though. Yeah. I remember. Like that's, that's a movie my mother wouldn't have gone out of her way to see. Well, she did enjoy the thing. She liked the thing. Yeah, I remember we saw uh, Jaws 2 at the drive-in <laughs> over in uh, Westbury. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know why I remember. Like I said, I was probably about four or so. And it might have been, you know, during a re-release or something. But I remember going. Yeah. And... But like I said, he had you know HBO and all that, so I you know sure. you know uh, Swamp Thing was on a million times. You know, well, oh, that, yeah, that was the whole thing. Like there are movies that will pop up, you know, now I'll, 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 like a title, someone will say something or it'll pop up, and it it'll automatically registers with me. Like I've seen this movie that I don't even like. 60 times mm-hmm. because HBO would just play it every three days. Yeah. And I would watch it every time. Like, how many fucking times can you watch Eat <laughs> Balls 2? <laughs> yeah. Yep. With that alien. <laughs> yeah, me, Ted. The yeah. guy in the dress flying and boxing. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But it had the uh, chick from uh, Escape from Witch, uh, Witch Mountain in it. So. Right. What's her face? Kim, uh, Kim Richards. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, housewife now. Housewife of uh, something. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, she was in Halloween. She was in uh She's in uh, Assault on Precinct Thirteen. She gets shot at the the ice cream truck there. Yes. Kim Richards. Yep. Yeah, oh. she's uh the 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 little girl in Halloween. Like there's Tommy Doyle. Oh really? And then there's the other girl. Because she wanted to be in this new Halloween. 
Like she was like, I want to be in the new Halloween. And, and they were like, no. <laughs> so she had, a, she had a little run there of things she was in. Yeah, I didn't realize that was her. Yeah. From, okay, Lindsay. Yeah. Lindsay. Yeah. I yeah. did not realize that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know that uh, Danielle Harris wanted to be in the new yeah. ones. Yeah. And, you know, I, I God love her, but the fourth film I like, well, okay, let me, the fourth film I like her. I think she was very good in that one. She was probably the best thing in that one, in my opinion. Um, I think Loomis was chewing up the scenery more than he ever did. Um, and I think the franchise completely took a crap after that. Well, I mean, as far as the cult, uh, cult of thorn, uh, uh, timeline goes, the Halloween sequels aren't, you know, exactly my, uh, my forte. I remember in the fifth one, uh, Michael is sitting in jail with his mask on. Yeah. Uh, as and then do, some yeah. kind of warlock in a black jacket breaks him out. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then I remember uh, Paul Rudd after that. Paul yeah. Rudd and, and more Donald Pleasance. Right. right. There are people who love these movies, though. There are oh, people that, that hated them when they came out. And now, and that's, you know, like nostalgia and, and time. There's always this thing, you know, like 30 years later, and people are like, you know, uh, it's time we take a look back at Congo and, and give Congo <laughs> credit for it. But like, shut the fuck up. Do not just let Congo stay where it, it fell, please. Don't try to make Congo a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, curse of Michael Myers, really, you know, desert. No, please stop. Does it deserve oh, the hate? Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> Well, that's why, you know, like when, when Pray at Night came out, The Strangers, um, there's a lot of fans of the original movie, you know, despised it, mm-hmm. uh, which we, we knew they would because it was a little more slashery. You know, it did right. not do what the first did mm-hmm. because they they want they want they want their sequels to be different, but they want them to be the same. Right. So. So, you know, we went kind of the, the route we did and there are people who you know loathed it wanted to stone us uh but i was like you know give them 30 years and they'll be tweeting about how it's grown on them yeah i'll be dead but you know <laughs> yeah they still have come around or the kids will yeah yeah but yeah i mean going back um like with the new Halloweens, even, you know, one, it doesn't make sense for her to be in the timeline as uh, as her character because the they retcon the whole sibling thing anyhow. So that just makes no sense. Right. You know, which was originally a retcon anyway because in the first movie they weren't supposed to be related. And if they were related, then uh, then Lori's dad is the biggest asshole you can ever meet. 
Because basically, here, drop these keys off at the house where your brother killed your sister. Have fun. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Well, look, I mean, <laughs> these the, the Blumhouse Halloween movies, you know, the, the, the big movies, got mm-hmm. good good budget. They make a billion dollars. And, you know, Daniel Harris wants to be in that that level of a movie. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. So she's got that Halloween connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, she, you know, she wants to be, you know, she wants to be at the party. She wants to be invited to the yeah. party. Um, doesn't make any sense for her to. Uh, and I, I mean, I, I don't really care. Yeah. So. Like, they could put her in it or not, you know, whatever. But uh, I, I, I uh, you know, she stirred up a little thing there, I guess, because um, fans, you know, online will flock to anything if they think maybe someone will, like, tweet at them. Um, but it's just, uh, you know, let's move on. Yeah, I mean, that being said, I, I loved her in the Hatchet films. You know, for for that, I thought she was great in those. Um, now, okay, here, here's a. What is your favorite, like, okay, uh, like subgenre of horror film? If, if if you do, you know, differentiate, you know, um, are you more? My into, favorite subgenre. Yeah. Is nature run amok. Is, okay. uh, animal attack movies from the 70s and 80s. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's the last films, too, but mm-hmm. there yeah. are people that just give slasher flicks a pass, or, uh, you know, it's, it's, I like slasher flicks, but, but, you know, I also, there's a limit to, to what I can, I can, you know, um, give a pass on. Okay, right. Right. So, yeah. Now, okay, with the Nature on the Muck ones, I know there there are some, you know, re- really good ones. And there are some that are, I mean, aren't the best, but are, are fun to watch. Sure. Um, like something like, you know, of course, you know, you've got Jaws, which is just, in my opinion... A, a perfect movie. Um, of a miracle that it was made. Um, yeah, indeed. Considering they had like, it was based on a subpar book, and in my opinion, that's and, right. Huh? That's correct. That book is not very good, and it's even worse when you've seen the movie. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, Carl Gottlieb is like a patron saint of screenwriters. <laughs> What what he decided to come up, you know, on a daily basis. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're like me, you know, I saw Jaws, you know, as a baby, yeah. um, and then I read the book later on, which was, uh, you know, oftentimes I try to read, you know, I'll read the book and then they'll make the movie. Right. Um, but I read the book afterwards, and I'm like, oh, geez, like all these characters are awful. Yeah. Like what, what a group of unlikable little shits. Yep. Everyone in it is 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 there it's just a book about assholes and also there's a big fish. Right. 
So, uh, I, you know, I do. I, I would like to read that book again because I, I read the book and I was like, wow, like Chief Brody's just unlikable and Hooper's unlikable. And Quint is just, you know, you know, also an asshole, which he is in the movie. Um, I, I, I should give the book another another shot there, you know, because I am a, a big fan, a supporter of of movies, you know, departing from from books and doing their own thing, mm-hmm. an alternate universe. Yeah. So uh, I'd like to read it again, but yeah, that's definitely my take. Right. And then. Uh... So what I mean, what do you feel about some? Have you ever seen Tentacles? <laughs> Who are you talking to here? Of course I've seen Tentacles. <laughs> the, the star-studded Tentacles. Yeah. What? In fact, that Peter Fonda just died today, so you know his father is. Uh, his father literally phones in his performance in Tentacles. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Shelley Winters, John Huston, Bo Hopkins. I mean. Yeah. Well, I don't. Yeah, I, what movie did they think they were signing on for? That, that's my paycheck. Question. Paycheck the movie. <laughs> yeah, and then actually today I was watching the the last shark. Oh, with uh, yeah, that's with, with Vic that's, Morrow. That's with Vic Morrow. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. That's wow. a bad. That's a bad one. Oh wow. <laughs> Yeah. Tentacles is there's there's some fun that can be had with tentacles. Yeah. Uh, Last Shark is is not fun. No. <laughs> I I mean I, I've never been a uh, which is going to be an interesting statement on the heels of me saying that nature run amok films are my favorite subgenre. Uh, I've never really been a so bad it's good right. kind of person. Uh, I, I really can't enjoy. I, like I, I don't enjoy movies like that. I'm not like, oh man, I gotta watch. Insert awful movie, you yeah. know. Oh, it's a hoot. Um, like Troll Two, which is you know the the grandfather of of the bad movies, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I mean, The Last Shark, you know, as a as a completist, I've seen it a couple times. Um, it's, it's some crap. <laughs> yeah, but I've seen them all, man. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I have posters, uh, I have, uh, I have all the novelizations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and there, it's funny because it, it it's kind of like the, the family guy joke. When Peter falls and holds his knee and goes, yeah. ah, I mean, yeah. it's it's bad. And then it becomes so bad it's good. And then it goes further into, no, it's just really bad now. Well, well it's great because it's like the, the most extreme thing there because when they got like stock footage, <laughs> stock footage of, of, of the fish and then the worst shark ever made. Oh, yeah. It's just popping up out of the water, just like poking his head out of the water. It's great. Right. Great. At least, you know, Spielberg knew his limitation. Like, crap, the shark ain't working. Yeah. Let's show a whole lot less of it. And imply a Last lot. shark, the shark isn't working. Just yep. poke its head out of the water. 
And that, I mean, that movie got sued. And, you know, I think we're lucky as a human race, there's even a version out there we can see. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, but, I mean, and, and like you said, as far as the so bad it's good, I mean, so bad it's good, but then there you get that extreme where it's not like, okay, like the first one or, or two Sharknado movies, they they knew what they were doing, well, that yeah, that that's that's those are intentionally bad movies, right? But then uh, um, they even went and became a caricature of themselves. I've never seen any of them. Which, oh, it got like completely, like okay, I was with you on, I was in on the joke for one and two. Yeah. Now you're just insulting me. You know? Yeah, I, I I definitely don't do the intentionally bad. Like I, I don't. That it just that doesn't make sense to me. Right. Like, um, you know, it's not for me. Yeah. The the that whole I guess you call them the um, maybe the sci-fi era of animal attack movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't really count those. I mean, yeah. they don't enter into my my fandom. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Giant hybrid thing versus giant hybrid thing. Um, yeah, not for me. Yeah, and, and someone's watching them though. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't want to be friends with any of them, but someone is. <laughs> uh, yep, yep. I mean, I mean, the fifties. The fifties had a great, you know, run of, you know, with the Atomic Age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Giant creature stuff. And then, um, are you familiar with uh, Larry Blemeyer and his movies? I am. Um, I mean, I'm I'm a fan of all his stuff because I think when he does, there's a love, there's a genuine love letter to these movies. You know, he 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 genuinely loves something like Robot Monster uh, and right. and Plan Nine. That he will go out to Bronson Canyon and, you know, make these movies. Right. Or or meet up with uh, Ray Harryhausen and do something like Trail of the Screaming Forehead. Yeah. And, I mean, our last episode, we, we did a whole thing on, on him, and, and I've had the uh, pleasure of meeting him a couple of times. Oh. And just a great, a great guy. I met him and his wife, Jen, and just fantastic people who love the movies, you know, and just enjoy having fun with them. Um, do you like zombie films at all? Like, the good ones? Sure. Okay. Now, what is your what is your zombie flavor? Uh, plain or peanut? I mean, I... I, I like any good movie, so uh, you know, if it's good, right. I'll give credit. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sorry, your question was uh, plain or peanut, and by that I mean, do you like the? Uh, are you preferable to like a fast zombie or a slow language uh, large zombie? Uh, hmm. 
Well, I mean, there are, you know, enjoyable movies that feature both. Uh, or there are enjoyable movies in both, um, you know, obviously Romero's uh, movies. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I have a preference. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the 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 slow moving zombies themselves aren't particularly scary. Um, you know, it's more kind of what's going on there and, you know, what that's all about is, is the scary aspect of it. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, the, the faster moving, you know, what, what do you got there? You got like, uh, the Dawn of the Dead remake mm-hmm. and I mean, Return of the Living Dead. So yeah. those are really the, the two. Probably. Oh, Zombieland, they ran. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think, uh, like, as far as the, the slow-moving ones, I like, because I think it lends itself a little more to, like, a, a social commentary. Where, yeah. you know, here is this problem that is completely manageable if the five of you work together and stop being assholes. Sure. But sure. when you start goofing off, that's when this problem that shouldn't be sneaking up on you manages to just jump on top of you because you're not working together or paying attention. Well, I mean, I, you know, isn't that... That's the walking dead right there. I mean, if, if humans united... They could deal with the zombie problem, but the problem on The Walking Dead, as far as I could see, is the living people. Right. I mean, and that was even the case in uh, Dawn of the Dead. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, well, yeah, and and uh, Living Dead, too. You had Cooper, who didn't want to work with Ben and all this, and had they just dealt with it, it could have been... It's always going to be people. Yep. Always. Okay. Um. Man, I think I I ran out of questions. <laughs> oh man. Uh. Cover that. Um. Uh, uh, as a as a not horror as a film fan. Um. I know. Uh, you know, horror I love because, one, there aren't any rom-com conventions, you know? Right. Um, I, I don't see a bunch of people all gathering around to share their love of, like, drama, unless it's, like, a Scorsese, you know, fan club or Tarantino right. or something like that. So I think horror in and of itself just loans itself to community. Um, unless, of course, they're, they're going to be edgelords and pick something to disagree about and crap on something for the sake of crapping on. Um, but that being said, are there, un- 
are there other genres that you find yourself going to? Uh, uh, kind of sound like a weird question. Um, I mean, I know what you're, you're, you're saying. Um, yeah, I mean, I like, there are comedies I like. There, there. I mean, I, I appreciate good, good performances in any genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I like, uh, I like comic book movies when they're good. Yeah. Um, so I like comic books. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, just a good movie. I, I, you know, I know what you're saying, but horror, horror is the only genre where you can uh, still make a cheap movie with no real name in it and and find a home for it somewhere. Right. You can't do that with comedy, really, or anything else. Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of horror fans tend to be very forgiving of of production value or even act like on the most part, you know. Um, yeah, a little too much. You you go on Amazon Prime and you're singing crap like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean. That's that's the whole other thing of it is that um, everyone thinks, especially with technology, you know, so so advanced, you know, you can pick up a camera and make make a movie with your buddies, which is great. But but um, some of the movies out there just who distributed these movies? That's always what I'm wondering when I go on Amazon Prime is. Who the hell is watching some of these movies? Right. Uh, you know, uh, it's a puzzler. Um, uh, yeah, horror fans kind of, kind of um, do have the forgiveness for for maybe some shoddy acting, mm-hmm. um, which is often the case, or or you know, a good bit of gore make up for bad acting and, and really kind of uninspired camera camera work or, or, or anything. Um, but also horror fans, nobody hates things more than the horror community. Mm-hmm. Uh, oftentimes, you know, I, I, I see on social media, it's, you know, over and over again, uh, as the worst movie ever made. Oh, I just went and saw the, Blah blah remake is the worst movie ever made, which is ridiculous. Right. Um, but yeah, so they're they're a, uh, a passionate, fiery bunch. Right. Okay. And, oh, how can I not ask this? I know we talked about uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, um, but who's your favorite, Jason? Or you, you give me your favorite Jason, because I've got, I have my favorite Jason, I've got my favorite movie, and I've got the movie I think is the best. And they're all three different. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, part two is my, my favorite. I think it's, you know, for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I like the look of Jason in that. I, I, and I, 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 overall, throughout the franchise, very unpopular opinion. I mean, I prefer him to be a little more mobile and, and, and human. Yeah. The bigger and bulkier and slower he got, you know, it's, it's that it doesn't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think, you know, up to you know, part four is kind of where it ends for me. And then there's part five, you know, good old Roy. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I just go for part two. I like I like part four. As far as slashes go, it's it's definitely one of the better ones. And and uh, what's his face? Ted Ted White and that, you know, he. Um, he ain't moves. He's, he's, you know, he's, he's dangerous. He's lethal in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I dig that. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, otherwise, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I see these conversations a lot. You know, favorite Jason performance and favorite Michael Myers. And I'm like, I, I mean, a lot of guys are just walking. It's mostly the director telling him like, no, I don't move so fast. Right. Or, or just, you know, it's just like, especially in the eighties and stuff, the eighties to the early nineties. I mean, these were just, you know, these were stunt guys, guys who could physically pull off the stuff. So they didn't have to pay anyone else to do it. And I mean, like these guys weren't thinking about it. You know, they, they didn't know that there was no conventions then. They didn't think there was going to be a life after this. So it was just like put on this mask and this shirt and like stab this person mm-hmm. and like that, that you know don't move so fast. It's like that, that's you know all there was to it, and that's why you know like guys like Ted White or whatever, you know like completely, you know, they're just like this is a shitty slasher movie, and I'm like I'm I'm just doing this you know for a paycheck, and of course years later, you know there's people demanding them at conventions whenever there's a whole other life and all other money to be made. So they're showing up. Right. You know, so I mean, yeah. And then you know, Kane Hodder came along and he, he seemed to be into it. Um, it's just, that's not my, my, I don't like the big hulking breathing. Right. Jason. Okay. He's breathing. He's been dead for the year. I don't know why he's breathing. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I love part two. Um, like I said, I love Steve Dash. In fact, for Halloween, my Halloween costume was Sackhead Jason with the overall and the flannel shirt and all that. Well, that, that guy is interesting to me uh, because, I mean, you have to fill in the blanks there a little bit. But yeah. in that movie, you know, you, you know, they, they, he saw his mother get killed, which is ridiculous. Um you know, so he's, he's, you know, he's, he's like a very confused little uh, hillbilly guy. Right. Uh, uh, you know, it's, you know, his elevator's probably not going on the top floor. Right. Um, you know, and he sees these other people as, as intruders, and and you know, he just he knows how to survive. He sets up these traps, and he's, you know, he just needs to get rid of these these other people, and he's, you know. Right. That to me is 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 the scary aspect. Mm-hmm. See, I I do like uh, Richard Brooker as Jason. 
uh, in three. Um, just like the scene where he's in the barn just tearing crap up, like being all pissed. Yeah. I, I think he brought a physicality to Jason, you know. Like, well, and, and also with Steve Dash, you know, at that point, Jason is running after yeah. people. Yeah. He is quick. You know, he, he's not the lumbering fool, you know. He's a fool, but he's, he's got a purpose. Um, I think four, to me, is probably the best movie. I think the, I like the script. I like most of the characters. I don't think that a lot of them were, were just fodder for the kill. I mean, they were ultimately, but I think they actually gave them a little bit of depth. As far as I can see, that that's the most beloved one. Yeah. That or six, but usually it's four. Yeah. Five I liked. I, I, I never really hated on five because I thought of it as part two of the Tommy Jarvis trilogy. So yeah. I kind of compartmentalized it. And then I thought of it as the flip side of part one. It's just a sleazy, trashy and slash it, flick. Yeah. And made by a uh, porn director. So. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, by the way, uh, as one of the funniest commentaries I've ever heard in my lifetime, mm-hmm. the commentary for that movie is just priceless. And I suggest everyone listen to it. Uh, <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. And I had the... Uh, the pleasure of talking with Deborah Voorhees a few months back. Oh, yeah. So she's making her 13 fanboy movie. And she couldn't have been nicer. She was a nice lady. Um, and now I like six. You know, for, you know, for the Frankenstein, you know, kind of made me feel like a universal monster movie thing. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it was fun. It was a fun ride. And then the remake, I I, I think Derek Mears, I thought, was a great Jason. The remake is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, and once again, it comes to that, the performance, like when he's over by the canoe rack, like throwing, throwing the canoes up, like I was terrified yeah. of him at that point. I'm like, this boy is bringing it. He's pissed and he's bringing it. So, that just really... Yeah, I, I like that. Um, you know, like I said, I... I you know, people, people love Kane Hodder in those movies. Um, those, I think, are probably the weakest of the series. But I thought he was was great as Victor Crowley. So I don't have a dislike for Kane Hodder at all. It's just... Well, I mean, I don't dislike him. Oh, no. I've met him a couple of times. You know, very nice. He uh, enjoys doing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just the, you know, the movies are... Um, I mean, Jason Takes Manhattan is 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 bad. Mm-hmm. It's bad. I know it had a lot of problems. But oh yeah, you know, ultimately it's a very bad movie. Mm-hmm. And you know, part seven 
I guess if you're going to keep making Friday the 13th movies, that's I could see where that would be an interesting pitch. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't, it's no good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it had, Captain, it had Captain Fuller in it, but from 21 Jump Street. But. Uh, uh, who's that? From 21 Jump Street? I don't know. Didn't really watch that. Johnny Depp? Yeah. With Johnny Depp, yeah. Uh, so I he's not Johnny Depp? No. Uh, oh. He was uh, Stephen Williams. That's, that's his name. He was the captain. Yeah. Oh, it, Jason Goes to Hell? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know who you're talking about. I thought we were talking about uh, oh, the new blunt. I'm sorry. I jumped. You you 21 jumped me. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I... Yeah, I... I try, I try... I was I like, a new blood? No, that's Bernie. Bernie's in that. Yeah, Bernie's in new blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Bernie. Yeah. Now that's a great movie, Weekend of Burning. So let's talk about oh, great yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah, and he was he was in that. He was in like a bunch of episodes of Three's Company. Um, he was in everything. Uh, Terry Kaiser. Yeah, working actor. Yeah. Yep. Good for him. Um. All right. Uh. So. I've about run myself out of questions. All right. Man, Damien, I appreciate you sitting here and wasting your time talking to me. (laughs) Not a waste of time. I got to talk about uh, tentacles, so I consider that a win. Oh, yeah, it's always a win when you can throw some tentacles in there. (laughs) All right. And, uh, I, I appreciate it once again. And uh, where can people uh, reach you, reach out to you on social media? Eh, I'm on Facebook. I'm on uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter. It's D-A-M-I-A-N-M-A-F-F-E-I. Mm-hmm. Um, you send me messages on there. I, I usually respond to them and interact until things get weird and then I disappear. Just <laughs> um, don't send me um, boob and penis pictures. I am full up on those. Thank you. Uh, All right. Let me make a note. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good on those. Uh, any, any body parts, really. All right. Um, yeah, just words. Just send words. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but on there. Great, cool. And then uh, just real quick, Haunt. Uh, when is that coming out? Haunt comes out September 13th. Uh, that's a, a limited release. So that's like 500 theaters. Um, so it'll be like most major metropolitan areas. And I, I think it's VOD the same day. So... Although I I gotta tell you, <clears throat> if you have the chance to see that with any kind of crowd, 
that's uh, that movie's a fucking party. So go see that with as many people as you can. Um, that I mean, that is just a slasher film, uh, and it's it's pretty bonkers. It's a lot of fun. Great, great, great. Yeah, takes place the, on Halloween. Get you right in the Halloween mood. Yeah, so I saw the trailer and, I, and I'm really psyched for it. So it's fun. It's fun. If you like slasher films, I mean, it, it's there's no, uh, you know, make no mistake. It's it's a slasher flick. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, my man. Thank you very much. Uh you got it. Thanks for having me on. All right. Bye. All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye. All right, everybody, I hope you enjoyed our interview with Damien. Um, please subscribe, uh, rate or give us a five-star review or a four or a three or whatever you choose on iTunes. Go to our YouTube channel, uh, subscribe, like, share, comment, share the love. Everybody, have a great one. Be decent with each other. Love you.